Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. I didn't see it happening like this. All the cases have gone cold. Stations in shambles. Fuck. Everything's in shambles. The only good thing to come out of this is that fresh face we got to the beat. I didn't know they grew them hard-boiled out in the Midwest. Duncan Strawberry. The name's so sweet. It's refreshing to see such a sour disposition towards crime. Maybe that fresh face on the beat is what can help turn this old grizzled force around. But only time will tell. Dylan, welcome for the first time on the RVA Returners podcast. Boys, we are back. Hey, girls, we're back. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me always on the beat, this old grizzled force. John, grab your gun, grab your badge. It's time for another ride. John's trying to say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. And we got a special guest today um, getting his first personal noir intro. Um, also, thank you for the Patreon support. We have Mr. Legendary Wolf Games' own, Mr. Dylan Strabi. Dylan, say hi to everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks. It's great to be here. Glad to have you here, sir. Absolutely. Glad to have you here. So, yeah, um, this is episode 89, I believe, John. We're, we're 11 away from mm-hmm. uh, episode 100, which is um, I'm, the more the closer we get, John, the more like goofy bullshit ideas I'm having. Because um, <laughs> we're going to have Adam Lane on, and I want the segment with him to be called Memory Lane. <laughs> so, so write that. It's cute, right? Yeah, I think Absolutely. that's great. So go ahead and write that down. It, it works. It works. And he'll, he'll be so... He'll be so caught off guard by how awkward it is that he'll have no choice but to have a good time. Great. Perfect. That's our strategy. That's our winning strategy. It it worked for me for 70 episodes. Returner's Hideout worked for me. That's right. It could be you. The callbacks. Indeed. So, yeah. So, guys, so how how have we been? Um, You know, obviously, you know, John, you and I talk at least every day. But, Dylan, how have you been? You know, how has quarantine been treating you? Dude, um, I've been I've been pretty great. Uh, like I I had never thought like actually having some like a slight break from the FFTCG like because like I it's not a real break right but like mm-hmm. I've been I'm still brewing you know, forced still retirement brewing. some but, call yeah it. some sort of a forced retirement yeah I'm on sabbatical um, yes and uh, but like some time you know to like be at home I uh, I recently picked the guitar up I'm learning Ooh. the guitar nice. Uh, I, yeah, so like I'm, I'm like, okay, what better time? Uh, I just recently started dating this awesome woman too. So, oh, fantastic! Um, all this, all this extra time, you know, I'm putting in the time so that I can bank hours to uh, get back to the grind when everything lightens up. So, mm-hmm. been great. There you go. That's the trick. That's how you do it. But um, you said you've been brewing. Well, what uh, what's 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 what have you been? If you've been playing at all, have you played anything digitally or like through webcam games at all? Or I've been playing in the RV. Turn his heart out and, uh, oh, what a stud! Oh, shit, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what a yeah. guy. Well, yeah, well, what what's that like? like? What's caught your eye? What's that tournament like? It's it's the only one I would recommend whoa. without 
with without a single question. God, like, that makes my pecker flutter like the, a hummingbird. The, the people, John, I should too. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the pecker fluttering aside, the people, uh, you know, the, the people are great. <laughs> if you have any questions, people are like 100% ready to help you out with uh, Discord or with Octagon. Um, and like, it's super easy to set up. I actually like messaged a friend that was asking about, because I run our locals up here in Fargo. Um, he was like, hey, I just bought some more Opus 11. Is Paradox open up? And which is their local game store. Um, and I was like, well, sorry. It's it's not really like I actually have a Discord meeting later today with the store owner to decide that, like OP coming back. But um, honestly, I still feel like it's going to be pretty slim. And since things are so slim, I was like, hey, I know these guys. Here's a Discord link. Here's a, um, you know, here's a link to FF decks for you to create a sweet deck. And here's... um." the tutorial on how to install octagon and get that set up for final fantasy um it's it's the best you know it's i would say it's it's the only way to play i mean you could play zoom zoom is fun but honestly for me like (laughs) since i'm not super worried about like like i i don't intend to bring a deck somewhere right now um so like spending the time building a deck kind of feels like a uh kind of feels like a hard sell when like I know that I'm not going to be playing it, you don't just want to feel this, um, dude. You don't want to just. Oh yeah, well, like you know, I, I, I'm, I'm using the time to sort my cards. You get all that stuff done. Cole's done a great actually. job sorting the cards. I need a um, Cole. Can you send him over here? I I, I, I could. Uh, it would be about like seven hundred dollars for a, <laughs> but but I okay. could do it if the, if the air, if the ports are back up. But um, but yeah, uh, I, I I just I don't mind you know building an FF decks because I already build all of my decks in FF decks anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, then the, I mean it's just it it ports right over to Octagon. So I I mean I've been playing a few things. I was uh I placed uh eighth after Swiss in the Europe the Euros um. Oh, the TCG the, League. The yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, awesome. no, not, not, no, no, no. Oh, sorry, okay. not not TCG League. Sorry. Uh, they had that uh, it was like a hundred twelve person tournament that Steve Dolman and the YYT were running. I can't remember what it was called. I'm so sorry, Steve, if you if you end up listening. Shout out to those guys. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Steve but I remember that YYT. hearing about that tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I had played Muhammad and uh, some other incredible players I'm drawing a blank right now. But all of these guys in um all of these were in uh that event. Sorry, I just got uh, somebody was messaging me and I got to That's okay. That's okay. But yeah, still- so placed top eight in there and i got beat out by what an, and it was an incredible player from i think thailand no 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 he had one he had an awesome name i can't remember but actually one of the decks that you were asking me you were asking me what i was playing mm-hmm. uh, one of those decks is the deck that he kicked the shit out of me with and <laughs> I, I mean i mean he didn't send me the list but like i kind of rebuilt it in a pretty you know i'm sure it's like five cards away mm-hmm. um and that deck was straight fire against what i had um but yeah i was bringing a a pretty mono icy build because mm-hmm. uh, i i love ice and uh with the remnants but i was running uh three tyro three shantoto a cosmos and uh two Braska's final aeon and <laughs> three tifa and three gabranth in there mm-hmm. so um you know it was just the like it was the ff7 mono ice with the uh i just felt like Braska's is pretty crazy yeah. and uh Umaru is actually, you know, on a similar level of power. I mean, not 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 the similar level of power, but he's an answer for that. So three Umaru and any deck that runs ice. 
That's what I was running. And then there's this crazy Agrius Fusoya list that he was running. Um, which I'm sure it was all posted on FFDEX now, so I'm not worried about like mentioning it. Mm-hmm. But uh he mopped the floor with me. It was it was crazy. Um the deck is a guys a tricolor. Yeah, tricolor. So earth, fire, water, and it runs uh th- obviously the three Agrius, the mm-hmm. Merlewood that searches water, the Thordon that searches a card, and then um just a 30 EX bursts. Mm-hmm. And the only card that is less than or three or less is one Fusoya. Nice. So you reveal your entire deck till you hit Fusoya, and uh, you just, you know, aggression them with Agrius and all of the Final Fantasy VII characters. Um, it's a pretty sweet list. I really like it. Nice. And then uh, just a no friends list with its water, fire, or water, earth, and ice that's run, you know, a few Bucaboos, mm. Realm, and Cloud of Darkness, and the monster package to kind of just, you have no forwards, I have forwards. So. Gotcha. Uh, but that's it's always that's, nice. That's, that's kind of all I've been running. Hey, John, what about you? I mean, I know what you've been playing, but tell the people what you've been playing. And they might know, too, because they've seen us online doing stuff. That's right, Chris. Uh, I have no less than, like, seven decks in Eyesight right now. But the ones I've really been <laughs> enjoying, uh, like a Wind Earth, FFCC, just in general value, Monster stuff obviously has Braska and, you know, all that jazz going on. Um, I have the Ice Earth 4 deck I was playing yesterday on stream on our uh, our little locals. I've mm-hmm. got a uh, Final Fantasy 9 deck because I like a lot of the new lightning cards for 9. Uh, actually really helps splash the, like, the only two fire 9 cards I even like, which is the new Zidane and new Vivi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Puck loves those cards. So yeah, those cards a, are great. Yeah, it's a fun little deck. Um, I've got a Lightning Earth 15 deck together, which Chris knows is uh, is a lot of fun with the new King's Glaze and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I mean, we just uh, we're playing new decks every single week. Uh, we, we're going to be playing some new decks tomorrow morning. Playing new decks yep. every Friday. Uh, I just keep changing. I'm not really honed in on anything right now because you know. Yeah, it is definitely the sock drawer, and I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, but <laughs> but I, the deck that's still like constantly has my eye right now is just fire ice six. Um, oh yeah. Just, I mean, fire ice is over just, here too. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the best, but um, I, I have enjoyed all like the side quests, things that we've been doing, all the bullshit we've been playing. Um, oh, so well, shout out Chocobo Joe's uh, earth yeah. end list. I have that built. That was a lot of fun. Chris and I actually had some great games last night with our little, mm-hmm. uh, we, we were like, we have to play some real games. We have to. Yeah. And it felt good. <laughs> it it felt did. Good. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good to know that we're all still kind of in the saddle here, even though we can't play, you know, like we regularly, you know, had up until you know 2020 um, because of COVID. But you know, I'm glad we're all still playing. I'm glad we're all having a good time with it, and I'm glad we're all finding, you know, other avenues to occupy our time. For me, it's just been a lot of video games and beer, man. Hanging out with my wife. She she loves that I'm working from home, so we pretty much get to, uh, you know, pretty much stay at home all the time. And our the our dog Tank Man, he old Tank, he loves uh. He loves that we're both home pretty much all the time, so life's good. Life's good. Just knock um, out the list of shows you guys have to watch. Just you know, shit, dude. Deleting uh, seasons of shows, dude. We're balls deep in the expanse right now. Show's so good. I mean, I, I mean, I'm reading the books too. I'm, I'm fully immersed in this uh, this world. It's scratching all my sci-fi itches. You've expanded. I have, in fact. And John, speaking of expanding and scratching itches. You know, th- we got a lot to talk about this week. You know, I feel like we rambled on for a good little bit there just to kind of, you know, shoot the shit together. Of course. But, you know, we- we've got we've got some unpacking to do. There's there's some housekeeping. There's some there's just a lot of shit to talk about, John. And we're going to go ahead and just compile it all together. 
We're going to get it all, you know, just a nice little, little package ready for the evening edition. We can do that, Chris. Uh, we definitely can. Now, uh, now, John, I know you know where we're getting ready to go, but Dylan. Dylan, do you know what it's time for? Man, let me. Are you, are you thinking of like something like the news? Ooh, that's why they call it the news. All right, so first up in the news, we're going to start it like we always do. John, get behind your podium, get your speech, get your secret service around you. It is time for the Octagon State of the Union. Got my uh, got my stuff in order here, Chris. Uh, looks like we are doing just fine. The State of the Union, as usual, is is grand. It's excellent. We are uh, what are we? Fifty eight tournaments deep now for mm-hmm. our Octagon weeklies. Um, we are almost approaching one year. Uh, we did have my my one year anniversary with the returners very recently, guys. So yes, you did. Congrats. Uh, yes, thank you. I mean, like I was said on there, it feels like uh, you know it's it's also feels like yesterday, but it does feel like it's been a lifetime. So, um, but yeah, so I, very very shortly after joining the team, I started that little project. So. Uh, we're coming up on one year of doing these Octagon tournaments, and we just started to throw some more of the bigger ones together. So, of course, we talked about last time the win a box that we had with Mr. Cole, who mm-hmm. has received his trophy, which was now we can say is this excellent uh, Shinra plaque that we had made by a local of mine, Steve Molnar. So, shout out to Steve for making that trophy for us. Beautiful trophy. It's really awesome. It like, lights up all different colors and stuff. Says right on there uh, Shinra Battle Simulator winner Greg Cole. Really Love cool. the picture of Greg just clicking <laughs> aimlessly at the trophy. He hits it Great. like like thirty to forty percent of the time, <laughs> just like with the stone, just like expression that doesn't move at all. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, it's such a funny picture. Uh, it even has like an auto mode. I was like, Greg, it has an auto mode on it. And he's like, well, I couldn't figure it out. And I told him how to do it, and then he just posted <laughs> that one anyway. <laughs> just went for it. I love it though. It was great. That guy's a gem. He is absolutely. It was such a pleasure to have him on last week. Always. Actually, quick shout out. Uh, I know things got canceled, but Gregory Cole had offered to personally house me in in Florida if I went to the Florida Crystal Cup, and nice. I don't see that happening. But I want to like, I mean, the dude's just a gem. The best guy ever. Dude, Greg was gonna buy a house in Florida and house you. <laughs> He's gonna you? buy a house for me. That's yeah. insane. For me. That's <laughs> wild. What a guy. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. When you get there, he's gonna spike the soul sign in the front yard for <laughs> you. Just, just I told him I right wouldn't in. do it if, unless he had a moat. And uh, but he, he the moat and everything. It's crazy. That's amazing. Oh, it's it's that. made to order. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we will have uh, Chris. We were talking about this, and I know this is a little bit further in the news, so I won't go into too many details right now. But we will have another large event uh, coming up very soon. Yeah, in two weekends. And um, we will have two events in June that we're running for you guys. So please look forward to it. Uh, But otherwise, you know how it is. Wednesday nights, still doing the thing. We will be wrapping up Season 3 soon. Uh, Just I haven't been paying too much attention to all that stuff because of everything else going on. I've been pulled in like 17 different ways as far as online tournaments are concerned since all this started. Um, But just to kind of like reset... Uh, since everybody's home now, uh, kind of just like give everybody even playing field. So we'll be yep. announcing that stuff shortly in the Discord, and that's all we've got. 
Yeah. Well, and that's good, right? Because not only do we have the, you know, the online presence on Wednesdays, uh, these last couple weeks, I know it was a little bit more sporadic before that, but we've kind of, I don't know if this is going to be consistent because, you know, we just might not all be available on a Friday, but these last couple Fridays, we've actually done kind of a paper locals. We usually just kind of do a four man um, through Zoom. Uh, We had Foreman Galloway on last week. We had Gino on this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Just playing some paper games, uh, just playing stuff for our side quest articles that we've been doing. Um, So I thank you guys for, you know, who have been tuning into that and, you know, reading our articles, checking out what we're doing. Um, We're just kind of using this as a, I don't, I don't want to say anti-meta, but like we're, we're looking, we're, we're playing with fun things, right? And there's certain things we're like not looking to play. Like personally for me, I'm looking to take like budget routes, uh, especially when people are stuck indoors. If you like Final Fantasy, you're curious about the card game, and maybe you don't want to buy sealed product, just get a couple of decks that you can pay 20 bucks for around your favorite category and play with your spouse, roommate, whatever you got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Four dollars for a chocobo deck. The chocobos <laughs> is crazy. They ha- they printed another chocobo. I have to revisit that. Yeah. So and that, that's really what we're doing with those. And you know what we're doing is we're writing a real quick write up on those decks that we play. Just what worked, what didn't work, what changes we would make. That's the end of it. Nothing. We're not breaking down card combos and you know getting into in depth matchup strategies. We're just trying to do something short, sweet, and to the point. So if you want to, you know, if it's something you're curious about, or it's like, hey, that deck's kind of my speed, or hey, I like category eight, or I like this, I like that. You know, something you can just sleeve up to dick around with in the in the meantime, right? I tried to make mine short, but I wrote like a page about Don Corneo. Dude, well, that's uh, it's funny you say that. When I did the Fire Ice one, I I actually could have spent forever talking about just Renoa and Squall. I was like, I need to stop talking about Don Corneo. Yeah, I, I eventually had to like delete half of it and just say, you know what, fuck it. We all know what these cards do. Let's just mm-hmm. just power forward. <laughs> um, yeah, so be on the lookout for those. Uh, like I said, we played this week. Um, so we're going to have those articles kind of trickling out. Um, I like that we all are writing one, so we pretty much get a month's worth of content out of each week. So we'll have a nice little backlog when the, you know, just a half for everybody, just to keep the content coming. And there's some new, uh, there's real articles, not not that the Cyclist articles aren't real, but you know what I mean, about like topics instead of our, our decks uh, going up on the website <laughs> now. Uh, Adam Duncan has been putting a lot of effort into making sure that yeah, the shout website out to Adam has Duncan. been updated and that we're submitting stuff to FF decks and everything on time. And um, nope. yeah, we're, we're just, uh, like we said, you guys making a commitment to make sure that we just get more of this stuff out to you while we're all stuck and there's nothing going yes. on. Yes. Hats off to you. I mean, that's the hardest part about creating content is having mm-hmm. a, a steady flow. I mean, I do stuff for Metamaniacs, you know, the back of the main phase on FF or Final Fantasy and like, Honestly, uh, beyond like streaming, it's so hard to find time for everything. Mm-hmm. And you guys are doing an incredible job on oh, top thanks, of doing man. a podcast every week. Well, thanks. Oh, it's not every week anymore. Other than when you know, when you know <laughs> yes, yeah. but is you know what some of those things like like podcasting every week. When did we do that? We did it every Sunday morning. And what did we end up doing yeah. Sunday mornings? Like interacting Coffee. with you guys more live Coffee. and doing that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like. Um, in the quest to create more content, I specifically, me especially, have to like use my free time more creatively because I didn't get any more of it. Quality, well, and, quantity, also, man. <laughs> yeah. and also too, right? Yeah, I think about it like this. Um, you know, when we were able to podcast every week, you know, we had full on competitive events. Like the, the the community was in full swing. The 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 
season, the competitive season was in full swing. There was sure. always something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now there, there really isn't. So we're having to. Except for uh, what we're playing right now, and that's exactly what oh, we're talking right. about. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think you know by the cast being a little more sporadic, like right now we're on like an every two to three week schedule. Which you know, obviously, once the competitive season back comes back up, you know, we'll be able to have more, um, more. I don't want to say more news, but just more content that's kind of that's more time sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, just you know, every other you know every two weeks is what we're looking at, two to three weeks. But we're filling that void, like you said, John, with coffee and bullshit on Sundays. Uh, Fridays we're doing the you know the paper games and Wednesday yeah. we've got articles um, I we're trying to get videos I still have the video I've done that I think it's just kind of beyond I, I I'm learning how to edit so I've got a real rough cut I'm, I think I'm just going to try to practice and make that look good so when I do more I can just mm-hmm. pound them out but it's it's very foreign to me I'm an old man when it comes to technology it takes so, a long time man video editing. it does a lot of work yeah yeah and I, i'm learning it from scratch like from nothing mm-hmm. we appreciate you for it chris yeah but i also find that like doing these quick articles and just joining you guys online for like easy bite size kind of things is probably the best way to do things just do stuff live we've got content for you and we want to make sure we we keep that up that's yeah. the big i mean as far as actual uptime uh, we have way more stuff for you it's just spread out yes yeah. yes absolutely um, but as far as that goes, you know, we appreciate you guys tuning into our events, paper and otherwise. But we got some some real deal like boss hog ass community news this week, too, which That's is right. cool. Um, starting off, uh, Kurosawa, the world champion. Uh, shout outs to him. That man will drink you under a table. I've witnessed it firsthand. His uh, <laughs> he chose his promo, his champion promo. And he went with three drop Zidane, uh, you know, lovingly referred to as Thoughtsea Zidane. Um, what do you guys think of his choice? Um, Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> um, I mean, I've used him a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's it's a crazy good card. Uh, it's not two drop Riku, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which, which we'll miss. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's I mean, who doesn't love more good cards out in the meta? And I, I like I had a conversation with with our group from the, just the Midwest group. Mm-hmm. on facebook and people kind of talked about it being an i think i'm not sure if i'm on the same spot but i think it's a necessary evil um yes. you know i think so, the decks that it goes in generally need information in order to play more controlly and mm-hmm. it works as a you know just a quick hand site uh i think it's a great it's a great pick uh i would love to run it i for one am wondering where the uh the nat the uh sorry the champion not the champion promo. What is the the, the uh, road to worlds promo? The, yeah, the road to worlds promo. Chalinka, where where that's going to be? Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, that was supposed but to I'm be super excited Cups. that Zidane's there. Yeah, Zidane is going to be just like the Bart's was, uh, and it's just going to be one of the monthly LGS promos, which is also mm-hmm. concerning. I really hope next season they take the road to worlds 2020 Chalinka. They they put some poor soul in a room with a sharpie <laughs> yeah. and then cross out the zero <laughs> and just draw a one with a black sharpie. 2021. Maybe That's you can look, uh, as long as they make it look as photoshopped as this Vincent full art that somebody's oh, telling me is a real card. <laughs> oh, 100, 100% real. Yeah. You see that guy? That was so funny. He's like, I Nothing opened this. Real. And I'm like, no, you did not. <laughs> This is Photoshop. 
it's wild. But yeah, I'm excited to get those. Um, obviously, anytime I see a promo, I'm you know we're kind of reserved, right? Because we don't know when we're going to get them. We're hoping to get them, you know, next year, 2021. And that's just the perfect segue. Speaking of 2021, we actually had um, James Lockwood announce um, again, and it's all got asterisks and question marks around it, but Reunion 3 has been announced. But this time, it's in collaboration with the terrific human beings at Legendary Wolf Games. Uh, Shout-outs to Shane and Miles and that Those whole Those guys group. are cool? Who knew? Yeah, right. They're, they're terrific. And uh, only everyone... And, right, and not only is it like a full-on collaboration, we are pull out your maps and get like the red like dotted line of the airplane going like the Street Fighter Two map. We're going from Florida to Omaha, Nebraska, because that's where it's actually going to be. It's going to be at the Legendary Games. Yeah, it's going to be at, at there. I can attend. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah. So that's exciting stuff. Like I said, obviously it's still very, very early beyond just saying that it's happening and happening there. And it's a, you know, a Cards of Evil East Legendary Wolf Games collaboration. No other details are really known other than that there's going to be an emphasis on some casual fun. So I would expect a lot of side events. Shane and Miles know how to put on a really good show. If you were at, um, if you were at reunion last year, those guys actually brought a lot of uh, UFS product. Um, just to have stuff for people to do. I mean, it was a long day, so they were giving out boosters for people just to kind of promote the game and just kind of great on the back end if you wanted to learn once the you know the you know the cut was starting to dwindle down. Um, I found myself actually playing between rounds and right before the tournament started. Um, you sure did. So I did. I played a lot, played a lot. Um, but then by the time top eight was over, I was pretty done for the day. Um, but yeah, so I think it's going to be a great event. I'm excited. I really hope that you know, it's we're able to have it sooner rather than later. But I, I you know, obviously, the world is the way it is, mm-hmm. so it'll happen when it happens. And I, I think you know, if we can if we can optimistically have it around the same time. Usually, I know it's usually like the first weekend in January. Um, I'm excited. I'm just definitely excited because I know there was a couple times this year I was actually trying to go out to Legendary Wolf Games for yeah. the Open and out there and for there's one of uh, a UFS event or sorry, Universes event. I apologize. Universes is the proper name for that card game now. Uh, Universes event out there. But then, of course, everything happened and everything was canceled and card games were canceled. <laughs> mm-hmm. the they told us no. They said no. Yes. Sorry about you, but you know that's exciting. I'm, you know, as more details come out, we'll share them. Everybody will see them, so you know we'll be excited to talk about that. But to kind of go back to, I'm sorry, Dylan. I, you know that that's your team. That's your team. Yeah. You want to give shout outs to those fellows before we go to the next piece. Yeah, the uh, a they're they're incredible human beings. Every yes. single one of them. Um, but like, I, I was gonna say just real quick, we we talked about this before. I'm not sure if we were recording when we did. Oh, we're but, always um, recording. The oh, we're we're always watching. Mm-hmm. Um, the um. Of all the events, you know, there's always a gripe about something. Somebody's always got something to say about some sort of event. I have never heard a bad word about any of these reunion events, and I'm so excited to attend the third one. Yep. So, like, regardless of when it happens, it'll be amazing. So, yeah, they've they've both been great. Like, I think the only gripe that anybody had last year was it was kind of hot in that venue. But oh when you have, you know, a bunch of people crammed into a room and then you have people doing CrossFit next door, I mean, it's going to, that's going to heat up. Any, you know? Dude, those CrossFit tires were getting flipped and I was toggled. I was triggered. 
Oh, yeah. But it was a great time. Like, Lockwood knows how to do an event. That whole group knows how to do an event. And, you know, I can't say enough good about it. And then, obviously, that's the last event that I had gone to before, you know, this whole thing happened. So, For a lot of people, you know, it's yeah. – yeah, so it's still very, very fresh in my head, you know, all the way from round one to, uh, you know, losing in top eight to watching Catwoman thirst all over Colin. Oh, uh, my Coughlin at the uh, bar next door. That was so wild. So, yeah, we just need to figure out. So we're going to go ahead and post the link at the bottom for the GoFundMe page to fly Cat Mom out to Omaha <laughs> so Colin Coughlin can have his cheerleading squad. And one of, our, one of our stretch goals is to fly Mom out, too. Yes. <laughs> Buckets of PBR on me. Oh, man. Smushed right between her knockers, right between <laughs> them old pancake titties. That's the only way they should be delivered. Yeah, she, I, she had, like, like at least seven on her person at any given time, just in, like, tucked just tucked everywhere it was like a clown handbag just constantly like there because there's the rubber <laughs> chicken and the, the horn and the by the whole bicycle you know but it was all just pbrs i mean great. you can tell when somebody's got their priorities straight when they're missing half of their glasses but they're just yes. buying buckets of pbr yes just to just hope that this this handsome young lad will give her the time of day spoiler alert he didn't dude but coughlin that that meant a piece of juicy fruit is it he got himself a it's couple beers shot sure. the boy's thick god john can you put the juicy fruit song in there like right after he says that i'm on like it. the old like the old 80s one <laughs> that, yes perfect. we'll get it <laughs> so speak. I don't want you to cut any of that. I'm playing it right now. Speaking of getting your skis shined up, we uh, <laughs> you know, we have another event we want to announce. Um, and this one obviously is, uh, kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about uh, online. Uh, we have got the date, and we're going to go ahead and do Soldier Series number eight. Yes, on Saturday, June twentieth. Uh, and this one, it, it's not going to be a free event. It's going to be $5 entry, and all that money is going right back into prizing out top eight. Um, in typical Soldier uh, Series fashion, uh, the winner receives a custom play mat, and will get the last spot in the uh, eight-man tournament of champions that we're going to have. Um, I know it's been almost a year since Soldier Series 7, but I think it's fault. time. What's up? It's not our fault. Oh, it was. I think it's totally my fault because I just got busy doing other things. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely fall on that sword. But um, you know, we're gonna go ahead and have that online. So we're gonna have. Um, it's not my a custom fault. Custom playmat for for the. It's not your fault at all. That's for sure. <laughs> totally on me. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have custom playmat for the winner. Um, we're gonna have prizing uh, for all of top eight. Um, so stay tuned for the details for that. I'm actually gonna post those online. I'm really excited about it. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll have that. And then once we get those eight players, you know, we'll worry about that tournament of champions when that time comes because there's gonna be some pretty gnarly prizes for Let's that. See if we can get Alex Trebek in. Oh man, I hope so. Mm. But maybe a cameo. Uh, oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Or maybe we can uh, get uh, maybe we can get the voice actor for Barrett to introduce everybody. You know, we'll hey. do something. There you go. Dude, it's so cheap. 20 bucks? I yeah. still want to get the King Regis. Bucks. Dude, King Regis was $2 the other day. Yeah. I want King him to Regis, tell me I'm the chosen get Ball, one. You can get Balthier yeah, or Big. Can. I want that him to start as Balthier and then end as Bigs. 
<laughs> I want the full range. Um, but I uh, want to pay back... for Gilbert Gottfried to just read advanced rulings <laughs> yeah. and then link people them when they when they ask, like, "Hey, can I use uh, Marsh to dull my opponent's forward?" And it's just like, "You may not <laughs> dull." Forwards. You can only have five cards in your hand at the end of the turn. Just, uh, this is how far we've fallen. We've, we've, <laughs> we've, is it 1988? Or we just Dude, how much like is it to get that? Like, at 200 bucks. This is a cool 200. It'd be like 20. It'd, it'd be like we raised money for a chair in under an hour. Yeah, that's fair. That is we can we get Gilbert for Matt Rice's chair in under an hour. We can get Gilbert. Can we get Gilbert for us. Yeah, come on. We have Gilbert. That's what we, we want. Have, we want Gilbert to read just the entire advanced rules. Didn't we all get... like forty-eight pages? <laughs> That's of what I'm saying. Fuck Didn't it. we get Hunter Nance to, and uh, who else was it to, to buy a, a, a dress of Final it's Fantasy? It's in his closet. PCG? Yeah, Hunter, yeah, Hunter uh, Nance and, uh, Top Eight Johnny. That's right. They Johnny wore dresses. Johnny wore it out to dinner that night, <laughs> <laughs> and he was of the fucking he bell did. of the ball. Congratulations, by the way, Toppy John. Oh, yeah. He, he owned it. Uh, next up in the news, John, you know, this is going to be more your cup of tea because we all know I'm Discord illiterate. I can barely get it to work half the time I'm here, and I just hope and pray that I get through any recording without any issues. Uh, so there is an official Discord now for the Final Fantasy trading card game. John, go ahead and tell me all the details because I actually haven't looked at it, um, haven't seen anything at all. I know you and Adam have kind of messed around with it. There is, Chris. So Square Enix made three official Discords mm -hmm. for FFTCG based by region. So there's a North America, a Europe, and a Japanese Discord. Mm -hmm. um, and... If you are a judge and you're in the judge discord, I think, is who got, like, the judge role. I think that's the only way to get it. So it's, like, all official judges. So I guess uh, if you, a player, wanted to interact with people, it has, like, a judge channel. So you could get rulings. Uh, there's a deck building and spoiler discussion, event discussion. All the stuff you expect to find in a generic discord for, uh, you know, any game. And they also have a couple of rooms for webcam games. They have five rooms that can hold up to five people at a time. So it's nice. clear that this isn't, it's not set up uh, for a tournament, really. So it's more of like, this is just like a social thing. But what's nice about this is it's cool that there's an official source for news and things like that, um, where you can actually Outside interact with everybody that's not on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there are definitely players like Chocobo Joe, for instance, who they just, uh, you know, they're not really on Facebook anymore. Mm -hmm. that's true and that's good that's good um I, I think that's something that'll be a really useful tool once things start getting back to normal yeah there's already you know players talking about the new spoiler and and talking about decks and stuff in there so yeah cool. so you know i think that's just a great way to go right into the last piece of news so we got our first proper opus 12 spoiler and i'm very mixed on that but we'll get into that in a second dylan do you want to read off the first proper spoiler of Opal, Opus to Opal to Opal Twelve of, of Opal uh, Twelve, Opal Twelve of uh, Opus Twelve. Uh, it looks like we're looking at a new, a new, a new Valor Yuna, Bond. a new legendary Yuna. Go ahead and read what she does. I'd love to, Chris. Uh, let's go. So we're looking at a three-cost water forward. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, uh, Yuna is the name. Jobs, Gull Wings, mm -hmm. and Category Ten. Mm -hmm. um, when Yuna enters the field, uh, sorry, her power is 7,000. 
So, so three drop on, three, yep, on curve. So when Yuna enters the field, if a forward you controlled formed a party this turn, draw two cards. So it doesn't have to be her. It's just if it happened at when she enters. Yep. And um, when Yuna forms a party and attacks, choose one forward. It loses 4,000 power for each attacking forward. And then you can pay uh, zero. It is a cost, but you can pay zero. Name one element other than light or dark. Yuna becomes the named element until the end of the turn. You can only use this ability once per turn. And that's uh, that's Yuna. So what do you guys think? Um, now, before we get into the actual card itself, um, I'm going to go ahead and say my piece. I, I don't think, as cool as spoilers are, and as much as I love typically seeing new cards, I, I don't think we needed this. I think it's. I think the timing's just a little bad. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys share that same sentiment. Like, I'm still enjoying Opus Eleven. I'm still. There's a lot. It's such a great set. There's still so much to unpack. Um, I don't think we need this, especially when the set's being delayed. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like, I I think this is. Just, I mean, it's it's a great like. Oh, hey, this is what's coming down the pipe. I I I, I get that aspect of it, but it's. I don't know. I, 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 I guess I just don't care now. I don't care right now. What do you think, John? Um, yeah, to me, it's like, I don't know. We have Opus 11 came out. And Opus 11 came out basically in quarantine, right? No events. Mm -hmm. Even the fanfare thing that happened on the very edge of quarantine was 10.5. So 11 has come out. We didn't get to do pre-releases. We've all been at home with these cards, and we've been putting together events online, but officially there's been absolutely nothing, right? We've had, there's the FAQs, uh, you know, in lieu of the, you know, allegedly the FAQ, we would have gotten a fanfare, basically just, like, typed up. It was pretty cool to, you know, always cool to hear from CAGs and the designers. Um, and then we had this Discord made, but otherwise, besides canceling events, this Yuna is, like, the only thing that's happened, and it feels like, man, I don't want to get, you know, we skip over Opus 11, um, even in the post for this, it says, like, I know we haven't really celebrated Opus 11 yet, and it's like, man, I, I just wish, I don't know, that we had done something with Opus 11. I mean, like, we yeah. are trying to do something with it, but I don't want to move on to the Opus 12 stuff. Like, now, what, all the, probably the next stuff we're going to see is going to be every week, there's going to be more Opus 12 spoilers until the eventual delayed release of Opus 12. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, what like a card of the day with like cards from Opus Eleven or something? Uh, just I don't, some kind of discussion about what we're gonna do uh, when we're sitting here in quarantine. I don't know. I just there's so many things we could do besides talk about cards that we don't know when we're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. This is basically the same right now as seeing like the other like fan bait cards somebody said to me today, and I was like, kind of. I mean, like, this is uh, a really yeah. cool card. I think this card looks awesome. No, oh, beautiful card. I think it's gonna be a beautiful foil. This is gonna be sweet. But like, uh, I don't know. It's somebody who's just like, it's like they're saying, "Don't stop thinking about tomorrow." To me, I just want to know what's going on. I'm like lost and afraid, Chris. Just want them to tell me what their plan is. And it seems yes. like the plan is, uh, "Hey guys, are you excited to buy Opus 12? No, what? <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I'm wondering why I bought. I'm trying to make the most of the fact I bought Opus Eleven. Yes, like, yes, right off the fucking money. Like, I'm really trying to get the mileage out of the Opus Eleven purchase, man. But uh, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like not gonna lie. I kind of hated it. Yeah, like I, 
Sorry not to cut you off. No, no go no. ahead, please. I'm done. <laughs> no, she's a... I mean, like you said, this red on blue, when that's foiled, is going to look nuts. Mm-hmm. It's going to look next level foil. It's going to be a great looking foil. And it's it's a good choice of art. And like all of the things on it, I like. Um, like I, I don't dislike any part of this card. It's got value on it when you play it. You know, if you play for three CP, uh, you know, off the board, you'll draw two cards. Like that's crazy. But man, like I, I think this could have been. I, I'm not sure if you could have released it as, at a worse time. Um, like some sort of like card spotlight of Opus Eleven, like you said, or like where you've got Matt Okimoto or Rice or like you know big community or Sam Prime even. You know, people who've done really well. Uh, talk about like their favorite card from Opus Eleven or something like that. Uh, I can say there are some. There's like some things. Just to be fair, like there's definitely community things that they're planning. Sure. It's just weird. I, but it's I mean, weird to not talk about those first. That's all. Opus Eleven has is like my favorite Opus since I can't even remember. Uh, like I I really really liked all the interactions Opus Eleven brought in. It's such a good and set. like and like the power. Like the, the like power dynamic of like growth, I wouldn't say creep because I don't I disagree with creep. Uh, but I think like the variety and the the avenues this set opened up, it, like it's such a shame that like it got shut down in Opus Eleven because I was so ready to run these cards through the gauntlet. This would have been a really um, really cool competitive season. It would have been incredible, mm-hmm. and I think it would have been one of the most varied seasons we've ever seen. And I think it would have been, I think it would have been kick ass. But like, kind of turning, showing Yuna kind of takes the spotlight off of Eleven, mm-hmm. you know. And like, regardless of whatever's happening in the future, I think, like you said, I think this has as much, um, as much uh, value to hype me up as like knowing that there will be multicolor cards eventually. Like, I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm ex- like, that's cool. But like, it does nothing for me now. You know, like, it's like, oh, if, you know, Opus 14, you know, that'll be there. Or like, like you said, the community cards. I just, it's, I honestly thought, like, I was like, oh, cool, a community card. Oh, wait, it's posted by <laughs> the official NA. I should probably give it a harsher look. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, we're, we're playing in all these, like, sorry, Square Enix, but the best way to play our card game right now is through these unofficial programs, right? Mm-hmm. So we're playing in all these unofficial programs where players have added cards in, uh, while they were about to be released and played around with them. And it's like, man, like, so now this Yuna is in this awkward spot. Like, man, do we start adding this? Like, are people going to want to test with this stuff and playing around with it? Because, you know, of course, that's usually what is nice about the online programs. It's like using yep. the weird stuff. But I feel for the people on Untap who have no agency over whether or not somebody can just put this Yuna like, in their deck, and then they have to have, like, a little argument. Like, and it's an official card, and it's like, uh, I mean, I guess people could do that with fake cards or whatever they want, too, which yeah, is equally as annoying. I'm just saying that, card. like, it's, um, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I, there's so much to think about and explore Opus 11 that we don't ever get to apply. And, like, yeah. I don't want to start thinking about, like, uh, like, skipping over it kind of thing. Especially, God forbid, there's stuff in 12 that just, like, invalidates anything about where we're at right now because i mean sure that happened to 10 right like if you were all excited to try these like waffles and other stuff and then all of a sudden opus 11 came out and we hadn't played competitively in 10 and you brought waffle like it'd be okay but you'd be getting stomped by some of the new stuff mm-hmm. uh, and you would never have really gotten a chance to to explore that um mm-hmm. so i mean it's cool that the content flow from the community has increased to compensate 
but it'd be cool to see the content flow increase officially too. Yeah. Since the content that they normally that? supply for us, that like the tournaments, uh, don't exist, you know. Uh, it sucks to wait a whole year. To uh, like we're yeah, trying we'll... our best to keep people engaged. <laughs> Absolutely, and we'll dig back into that in a second. Um, what do we think of the card itself, um, Dylan? I know you kind of said you like everything that's written on the card. What do you think of it, just uh, on its own merits? Uh. I mean, I see a lot of, so like, I, like, one of my pet decks, and like, it's obviously not a pet deck anymore, it's, it's pretty popular, but like, Firewater mm-hmm. is a great, like, Firewater draw cards and just beat you because I've got way more advantage, mm-hmm. you know, where you run Famfrits and, you know, little VV to like, get cheap removal and babies, you know, like, she just draws two cards in that deck, you know, like, and you've got tiny things that you want to party attack with anyway, you know, so, um, I don't know, I, I like, I like it in that, I think, um, for a legend, uh, there's a lot of counterplay to her, you know, um, like, you know, everything goes on the stack. So if you attack with two forwards and she's one of them and you're planning to like, just nuke something, um, your opponent can just go, uh, I'm going to kill Yuna or uh, I'm going to kill, you know, whatever else to, you know, reduce the loss. But I think she's got some cool, like I said, that, that fire water draw stuff deck, um, you can play fire Zidane in it. And party attack with her, and you know, like if 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 you can get like a surprise, I'm you know getting enough point of damage, reducing an 8k and dealing 8k with Fire Zidane, um, is a super cool like swing if you know you're in Magical Christmas Land. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I I would say like, you know, it's it's no Veritas and power level when it came out, um, but it's a super it's a cool card, and and I, it's a value card. So I think it plays into like what wind water would want to do and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think she's the best goal wing Yuna that we've seen. Oh, for sure. And I think that's where she's going to see her value. Um, and I, I really think the problem I have with the car, and this is probably what John's going to say too, not to put words in your mouth. How dare you? We, we don't, we don't need another card named Yuna because I, I really the long and short of it is, you're competing for a space where most decks that are running that YRP value package are running either 2CP Yuna or 5CP Yuna because those cards are the anchors of the deck. I don't yep. think this card does enough to warrant replacing that in those lists. Does she have a home maybe outside of that, like you said, in Fire Water or maybe uh, Ice Water, something? Something where, you know, being able to generate just more hand advantage is just going to, A, just make your deck function a little bit better. Um, but then, like, she's, there's no kind of, what am I trying to say here? She's a very straightforward body, right? Yep. 3CP, 7K. Yeah, you can change your element, which could be relevant in some cases. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't. I, th- I think the drawing two cards is the big thing, but really at the end of the day, like, yeah, you have to form a party and attack. Yeah, you're getting, but I, I really think you're relying so heavy on that, on that drawing two cards. I'm trying to think of the right way to word this. Like, she's only good if you get to attack, right? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so Chris, Which, here, I'll, I'll jump in here. Yeah, because I'm, I'm stammering here, but like the argument can be made about a card like Zidane, but he has haste, right? He's he's kind of a card that can punish you for swinging out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this card just kind of has that same kind of effect or just kind of same kind of vibe to it. 
But one of the things, right, is that all the cards that, like, like Yuna, card name Yuna, mm-hmm. and even Job Gullwing, whatever you want to say, like, there's a lot of synergy for this card in this category, right? But a lot of that synergy doesn't work in, like, oh, play her in main two. Yes. Right? Like, oh, you're, like, you're not really going to get anything out of starter pain, right, with this, so you're going to have to go for the, like, protect the Gullwing's pain, and uh, maybe protect the Gullwing's Riku, and, and then, you know, like, all that stuff is just going to get... Okay, now that's a lot of your forward spots, and they have that power. They're the problem they've always had of being kind of small. It's like, oh, well, yep. when Yuna attacks, they shrink people. Yeah, but you have to attack with some other people first, and then play the Yuna, and then when Yuna attacks, you can shrink people. It's just, like, a lot of steps. And it's a crazy value. The thing I like about her ETB is that the ETB can't really be counterplayed. Like, Dylan's talking about how there's a lot of counterplay to her other abilities, which is true. But um, that is, like, as long as a party has been formed. Like, no matter what happened to the guys, whether they're still on the field or not, you know, you get to draw two cards, which is wild. Yep. And it's yeah, just really easy good. to... It, sometimes it's easy to disrupt that, right? Especially in multicolored decks where it's like, oh, you've got two lightning guys and an earth guy out. Are you going to attack step? Or are you going to combat phase? I oh, will just kill one of the lightning guys or, some, or something, right? Oh, sure, sure, sure. You can just... Compl- it, it's easy to fuck with that, center, with, with that ability. And then you just have a vanilla 3 CP7K that you're playing. Yeah, but I mean, because it is Yuna, it does have multiple tutors and multiple colors for it. It does, uh, you know, turn on Valfor. And all these things just tick up a card a little bit higher than if it had another card name. But this is the fifth Legend Yuna. And it would just be cool to give a different category or something uh, like some of this because the card doesn't really do anything for its category. This could really be anything. Like, it's yeah. not even that it's necessarily... I mean, I guess that she changes jobs, and that's like Yuna does the dressier thing, so that's where the element change comes in, but the rest of that card, that's not like flavor or anything. It's just a water card with a mechanic they wanted to use, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wish it was like... I wish we gave some more attention to some more characters who haven't had as many legends, but you know, right. Yuna is an immensely popular game. character, and I say that, and we get all these Cloud legends that I love and keep wanting to play. Although, honestly, sure. I wish it wasn't named Cloud. So but also, right? But also, think about this in that um, a card like two CP unit, because obviously that's head and shoulders the best card name unit in this game. Mm-hmm. You still, and yeah. you know, we're we're still in the same element. You've got to give me a very, very good reason mm-hmm. to want to give that card a second look over this fucking rare from ten sets ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, that well, does so much more for the decks that you're playing Gullwings in or that you're playing Riku and Pain in. And I think that's really my biggest holdup. I just, I don't think she does enough to really warrant a spot. Now, yes, card advantage is good, especially in a game that limits your hand size. So drawing two cards is immensely powerful. You know, we've often said if the Waters of Dane hits you twice, you just lose. If 5 CP Bear hits you twice, you just lose. I don't know if this card has that same sting to it because it's not something you can repeat. It's just like a one-time thing. She comes yeah, in. It's, draw, also it's like not damage plus the draw. Yeah, yes. which both of those other things are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. But I think that if um, honestly, this is one of those kinds of cards because this card says, "Hey, I have to do stuff." I'm based on what other forwards did when I come in. Yeah. And I do stuff with other forwards all the time. I don't do anything really by myself, right? But so because of that, and that is a very YRP thing, I'm interested in the inevitable Riku and Pain cards that are coming in the set. Yeah. And if all of them, if every card actually has something that was like, oh, when this card parties and attacks, 
yep. right? Uh, or if a party attack happened. Like, imagine that, like, uh, almost identical text on, like, two other cards, and it's, like, this thing where, like, if you have all of them out, it's, like, a million triggers. Like, that mm-hmm. could yeah. be pretty cool. And a bigger payoff and a more varied payoff for going into that would be really neat. But, uh... Sure, and I'm glad you said that because what I would like to see, John, um, I'm gonna harken back to versus. Uh, there was a very team attack centric deck, uh, Teen Titans. Um, I would love to see something where if they form a party, maybe they can ready and party again, or they can um, maybe have some kind of evasiveness when they party, or they maybe they get a, a summon or a backup that specifically mm-hmm. does something. That, you know, like something like that to really bring this full theme together of party attacking and getting card advantage off that or getting just some kind of advantage off of that. That would be really cool. Better than Len. Rosa is in water too, you know? Right, but Rosa only helps like herself or the thing get through. And Yuna's going to get through whenever she forms a party. Sure, but that's that's what I mean. So like you've got the, like if you're building a party attack dot deck, like Rosa could go in there just because Chris is saying like it does enable it. I would think it's cool like if, uh, you could have like a wind Riku in pain, you know, forwards, and like Riku could, you know, like if she party, if somebody formed a party attack, discard a card, you know, pain if somebody formed a party attack, activate backup, you know, stuff like that, yeah, like super efficient stuff. That would be that would be a really neat payoff. I actually kind of like that that uh, mindset. There's a mechanic yeah. in in chapters for the six characters where if they had a P in the corner of the card, they could party attack no matter what element they were in, That's and cool. that was That's like. Cool. That's kind of along the lines of something I think would be cool for these cards. Uchina kind of gets to do with her ability, but it would be neat of the other Goldwings too. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm actually glad you said it like that, Dylan, because I would love to see like Riku and Pain have like a thing when they party attack, they just set up for the Yuna to play. Like if they party attack, search your deck for card, you know, card named Yuna. That'd be you really know, neat. something like that. I, I'm okay with that. Imagine if they played it on the field. If they search and played it on the field, that'd be neat. Yeah, yeah well, something. Something. Or, like, if you can play Yuna for free this turn, like, reduce Yuna's cost to zero, and then she's, like, just nuts. Like, you're just mm-hmm. plussing two cards. You know, stuff like that would be really Look cool. at Martian Ritz, right? Mm-hmm. You have a heroic that, you know, you know, Ritz is a really good legend, but you have a card like Marsh that just enables that card to be yeah. insanely good. So I'd be, I would be 100% on board with that. And then I would give that Yuna another look. Just, I think, on its own merits by itself right now, I... I don't think I care for it, but if we see more stuff like more support for it, I, I think it could be a lot of fun. I agree with that 100. Mm-hmm. percent But that's all the news we have, and we did kind of dig into our first main topic, and we're we, we're just having a good time here with the boys. Um, so we talked about how you know we don't really feel like we need Opus 12 spoilers. Where, with the state of the game where it is now, where should we where should we look to be? Assuming again, this is all speculative because we don't know when things are going to start back. But if, if say say things were on track, say we were on track to start with reunion in January, mm-hmm. what would we have? What would we like to see during this downtime that we're having? Especially when Opus Eleven is still very fresh in people's heads. It's still a lot of fun to play. Even you know what a month or month and a half in that what we're that's what we're maybe two months in at this point is what we've got. Mm-hmm. So and especially since outside of these casual online spaces we haven't really had a chance to really truly explore this meta um what would we like to see as far as when we come back to a sense of normalcy um well i'm gonna say that uh what i'd like to see as far as like on on the way there 
Um, we can only we can do so much. You know, we can push, we can pull, we can ask people to to do things for us out of goodwill and out of love for the game and all that stuff. But like, um, we didn't make this game, right? Like, we don't make new sets. We don't release. We don't pay to have it manufactured and all that stuff. So. Um, this kind of stuff, this coronavirus stuff is scary, man. People are, like, not sure if their card store reopens. Or, like, not sure if they get their job back. I actually know a few, like, actually, like, quite a few I've seen have closed. Yeah. Like, um, very, very honestly, quite a few. Not, I mean, not one in my area, but, like, right outside it. I know two that closed in, like, the Minnesota area. Yeah, so. and, like, I love this game, man. I love competing in this game. I love the um idea of like the future and what it will continue to be like where we've come from where we've come like all of the cool mechanics we've gotten to play and explore and like obviously everything we make and we do and this i don't want people this isn't like a doomsday naysay kind of the game is ending thing i just no, you, you know we all. we aren't in charge of it like we can't i don't know it's it's like uh we're scared hold me mom like <laughs> square enix please hold me, mom. <laughs> we just want to i want to know what's going on man like and all I know is Opus 12 is still coming out at some point. Yuna's there. Yeah, like, um, I just want, I don't know, man, uh, what's the plan? Like, what is, uh, just, just, uh, share a little bit. Um, cause we're it's trying, we're putting the effort in, but like, yeah, like, like, we just need encouragement too, you know? Like, we're, uh... Other than Opus 11. Other than Opus 12 cards. Dude, it's gonna be hard for me to buy Opus 12. Like, I'm not kidding, except to... To sit here and play games with these guys on the camera, like um, I imagine a lot of people are gonna slow down on buying cards, mm-hmm. and that scares me too. About like you know, I don't want people to not buy the product because I want the game to do well, and of course I will buy the product when I can use it. But you know, what am I gonna, you know, I'm not buying tickets to concerts I can't go see, mm-hmm. or movies I can't watch, you know, mm-hmm. it's um. I just uh I don't know. I I, I we're trying real hard. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing a great job. And uh well, I... but like what you know, when we we can't be and it's not just us, there's a couple people. I'm saying there needs to be just a lot more um not just a community effort, just everybody really of like uh if we don't help prop this up continuously. I'm worried about it. Communication's key, man. Like Indeed. Dylan, what do you think? Um, for like the start of the next season. Yeah, or what you would like to see in like in the interim. Instead in lieu of Opus Twelve spoilers that John said are kind of questionable whether people are gonna just race to the online outlets or you know, hopefully the store does curbside pickup to pick this setup that we still don't know when it's coming out, by the way. Yeah. In in lieu of an early spoiler, what would we rather see? From the mothership. Uh, I could tell anybody that uh, if anybody from Square is listening right now, I normally purchase about four or five boxes and my roommate purchases, you know, one or two. Um, you know, we, we end up purchasing a lot rather. You know, I'd mm-hmm. say it's probably an average of like six boxes per household. I yep. am purchasing a max of two. If if you release Opus 12 while this is still going on, you're going to like, I'm dropping by 40%. And I love the hell out of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I just don't have a reason to. Like use real cardboard right now, other than nostalgia and like loving analog. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I mean that's just me. You know, I'm not sure if everybody else feels that way. Um, I mean, in, 
you know, I'm, I'm sponsored. Like, I'm sponsored to play the game, and, like, right now, I can't. Um, there was a question um, between the team of, like, okay, does our sponsorship carry over for 2021? Does, uh, you know, how do these, how do these events work? Because, I mean, God bless Legendary Wolf Games and Miles and, you know, the entire team there. But, like, nobody really knows what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but I, I mean, I can guarantee you right here that, it, that we're taken care of. Um, but, you know, that's my sponsor that's taking care of me, not Square at the moment. Um, I, I would, what are they going to do? Like, I don't expect them to take care no, of everybody, no, no, yeah. right? But, of yeah, course, but like it, something. Acknowledgement. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, guys, this is, you know, not every week because, you know, nobody needs the nobody needs to hear COVID-19 15 more times. Um, but, you know, maybe just a, hey, we're still here. Like like I said, some sort of, like, community outreach. Like, uh, Europe is doing a friggin' fantastic job where Tim mm-hmm. Schilder's pulling up, you know, they're, they're talking about the sets. They have their um, their online league, uh, which I'm pretty sure is technically, uh, isn't it like technically a European centered thing? I know that everybody's. It's uh, run by well, EU, but it's open to all the regions. But yeah. Yeah, but you know, it just shows how much effort uh, the, you know that that can be put in, and you know how it shows up because I'm, I'm I've heard the turnout there is great, and mm-hmm. you have incredible players in the top cuts and such like that, and what wonky awesome decks are are running it. Um, you know, shout out to Matiski for taking it, but um, stuff like that. I I think some like online center. Everybody's got a laptop, or you know, you know, everybody has access to somebody who has a laptop. Um, um, those who are fortunate enough to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a cardboard, anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I think stuff like that. And as for when you know competitive season starts back up, man, I'm looking to play my Opus Eleven cards, like very. Very seriously, yeah. Those are the cards I want to play. Um, well, I'm glad you said it like that because we'll just kind of circle it back around. You know, we've had off-season metas in the past. You know, Opus 10 is a great example of that. Uh, well, Opus 8, I believe, was another one that was like that. Um, do you think when the season starts back up, assuming, again, we're still under the assumption that, and I, I always like to consider reunion the start of the competitive season because shortly after we start getting whatever that interim is, be it summoner cups, petite cups, whatever, whatever interim program before in two months, um, crystal cups start, right? Um, would you rather see just Opus 12 just kind of be pushed back until, you know, we get a couple of actual Opus 11 events under, uh, under, what would you rather see? Just more Opus 11 um, at least for a first couple events, then we go into Opus 12? Or do you think it would be smart just to, all right, well, here's Opus 12 uh, a month late? You know um, what I mean? What, I, what I'd what i want and what I think is going to happen are two totally different things. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. From a, from a profit standpoint, it makes no sense for them to wait yeah. to release. You know, they, they want people to be spending money as much as possible, as mm-hmm. often as possible. I'm sure they're still paying RB and the crew you know, oh, yeah. to, to do to do work, and they're not getting any return on it right now. Um, so I don't think they're gonna delay, especially out into honestly. I, I if it's not like January or some sort of Christmas time where they're gonna be releasing Opus Twelve, I would be damn surprised. But I would love to eat my shoe if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really, really rather prefer Opus Eleven gets its time to shine. Um. At least, you know, I know, I can't remember, they did a wanky thing where, like, the Florida Crystal Cup 
was Opus 8 or 10 or, you know, or what was it? I remember they had like two Crystal Cups or one or two Crystal Cups that were the prior set. Mm-hmm. I would like at least that. Yes. Um, and I mean, I, but honestly, with seeing Yuna, I'm going to be surprised. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to spoil Legend a week like they did before, but if they do spoil Legend a week, man, you got 12 weeks until they're starting to really think about ramping up Opus 12 production mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I would hate to see it. I would really, truly hate to see it because I think it, you know, it's going to put a bad taste in some people's mouths that just spent all that money, like you said, John, on Opus 11. And I'm not, not even just about money, but like just the integrity of the cards. I love the Opus 11 cards. I would love to get some real Fire Ice matches in there, some sweet, um, stupid, degenerate Kadage and Laws and those plays and have a Genesis attacking for 9k Brave without having to worry about you know, uh, party attack gull wings deck right now mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, and also too, right? We're also going to lose that magic of pre-release. Yep. I think that's a huge pre-release is a huge time for people. Like people love pre-release. They love getting cards early. They love the sleeves or whatever comes in. Did you guys not get your pre-release kits? I mean, I got kits because I bought them from Greg. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's it. So. I know the stores that I frequent, um, everybody got kits. Everybody purchased them, um, like, straight out. And um, We weren't I legally allowed to go to the release. store when the yeah. kits came out. <laughs> I, I just, Minnesota, North Dakota is on oh, a little yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were, it, it's not, I mean, I think there's one person per every three square miles in North Dakota. It, it's something crazy, like or like four people per every square mile, like if you average it out. Oh, so, wow. like, we're already distanced, but... um. Yeah, so like we did ours, and I mean, if you check the Facebook and you like go way back, you look for Meta Maniacs back to the main phase. There is we did an Opus uh, 11 pre-release at my home, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, me awesome. and like five of our friends. So, but but I totally sympathize with missing that. Sorry for cutting off. No, it's okay. I don't even know if you cut me off or him off. Oh, sorry, it was it was no. close. Oh, no, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was your turn. Well, I, I try to keep to the open-ended <laughs> questions as much as I can, right. so you guys. Yeah, your your job is to cut me off. That's all okay. Right. Well, <laughs> like an like an enraged driver. <laughs> all right. So so in all fairness, right? Like to not just be our, our negative Nancy's. Like, hey, what what do we actually expect to see? Like constructive. Hey, what what would I like besides this Opus Twelve spoiler? Um, it's not hard to like highlight content the community's making right now, right? Like yeah. kind of like how FF Dex has like their content hub type thing. Um, just like sharing it, like we normally have these, um, in the off season, those community contests, like for you to win the summoners cup, you don't even have to give people anything, but just like creating somewhere where you're encouraging people to submit content. Like you don't even have to make the content, just have people send it to you. You know, like what square just said, like, we're looking to feature some articles, like people just send them in like gaming, a story or whatever they are. They did that. They just like posted, they literally just posted and they said, on like Reddit and a couple other places, they were like, if anybody wants to write articles and they don't have like somewhere to write, like, we'll post your articles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. man, you know, like things like that we could be doing. Um, like you said, how uh, in some other countries we're doing like card of the day, we're having players come on and talk about things we're doing reviews. Um, uh, like I said before, there is one international thing that's set up that I I know is happening at some point, but like we could just be doing. I mean, more and and honestly. Like, I don't know what the situation is, right? I don't know if Square employees are 
all working, if that's different mm-hmm. from countries, if we're working from home, if whatever, if people are getting reassigned because the things that they normally do, they can work from home. Um, it wouldn't hurt to like, maybe they can give us an extra person to help. You know, maybe, maybe the people who normally run our stuff need a little help uh, with everything switching to online. You know, the things that still, you know, that need to be kept afloat. Because I think this is a lot of stuff to, I mean, look at us. We try to make this content and pump it out. It's work. It's a lot of work for one person to do. I'm not saying one person should have to do all this stuff by themselves or failing us or shortcomings or anything like that. I think that just like the company could put some more resources in this direction. Um, because if they don't, uh, they're expecting us to keep the game to a point where people will buy Opus 12 when it comes out. Like, are they just expecting the game on its own merit to just <laughs> just not yeah, fall off at all in the meantime? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it feels like, uh, like, you know, we're doing, um, and I don't mean this in any kind of mean way, but we're doing charity work, right, basically? Yep. But, like, we love doing it, but that's what charity is. Which is why Patreon is so important. Hey. Go to the RVA Returners Patreon. And oh, and give don't them worry, a dollar. we didn't forget the thank yous. We did not forget give the thank yous. No, that's give at the end of the... <laughs> $20. I'm just saying. Go do it. Give, <laughs> give them something. I mean, I, I, I did the 15 because I was like, all right, what? They're at, your guys are on average doing two, two a month on top of like two... I mean, podcasts. On top of weekly tournaments that are free... Which on average tournaments for at least for me were eight dollars a piece or eight bucks a piece. So you're doing free weekly tournaments. You're organizing these big events. You're doing these uh, coffee and bullshit in the mornings. You're doing the articles like, like I can't like fifteen dollars for all of that. Like I'm giving I'm getting like two three bucks for each thing that I'm interacting with. Like and, and that's me. And I thank God that I have the money to do that. And I know nobody has a job right now. Nobody has money right now. You know like. But like, if you have the ability and you're charitable enough and you appreciate, you know, Chris and John, give them a buck. Give them. Did we bucks. also mention that zero of those dollars go into our pocket? We literally are bending over backwards to give it all right back to. Them. Yeah, the all that money is just like it's it's locked in the Disney vault, Chris. Uh, it goes, yes. no, it goes right back into prizes for the stuff that we're hosting the next two events specifically coming up in June. Um, and literally, uh, you guys, we we feel like this this commitment. You know, it's like a give and take. It's both of us, right? Where you guys commit to us when you do this Patreon thing, and we are in return, of course, committed to continuing to just keep giving you guys uh, this content. So it lets so us know the, what you want and how you want it. You know. So do the Patreon and Venmo Chris Adams and John. No, Shannon no, no, no! Stop. <laughs> we, we, we don't have these people on to keep t- begging you to give us money. I promise. No, we, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you guys are incredible, though. You really Next are. Week we're gonna get Sarah McLaughlin to come on and get people to give us money. Yeah, dude, right. Uh, but really, though, we we do want to give out our little list of thank yous here um, to, of course, uh, well, Dylan's here, and uh, Mr. Greg Cole, okay. James Lockwood, Jesse Pinedo, Jonathan Gingrich, Ryan Galloway. I don't know how I almost tripped over the foreman, uh, the foreman himself, uh, Robert Konstruksky. Uh, and then you know, Sergio Garcia and uh, it says Sherry Ant. Well, thank Ant, you all the so Ant. much. Top class Thanks. people in my book. Indeed. Absolutely, Indeed. aces. And we have uh, we have all kinds of stuff coming out for you guys. So, absolutely. And one last thing before we go ahead and call it, just one last little topic related to Opus Eleven. 
So, you know, John, you, me, and Adam kind of talked about this in a little bit because he put out the questions for the Cactar Correspondence, which is coming back. Nick, Vince, you guys never sent me your answers. Uh, Shout out to Greg Rice, who did. So, uh, but that's all right, though. We'll still post that when uh, when we get their answers. Um, Hopefully, by the time this comes out, they'll have given those answers. But one of the things we talked about, yeah, one day, maybe, uh, um, I I just kind of derailed it. The old thought train just derailed. But, um, one of the questions was kind of framed around Martian Ritz. Um, and I kind of wanted to ask you guys that. Do we think Martian Ritz and BFA are just, had we seen paper events, do you think those would have been the cards that just straight up, uh, you know, again, assuming everything was normal, we had our Crystal Cups, we had everything just right on schedule. Do you think these are the cards that would have defined Opus Eleven? Whoever wants to go first, can go first. Um, yeah, I think I think we'd be coming around on them right about at the same time, right? So you look at the first event that we had, Chris, the um, mm-hmm. and there weren't as many of those decks at all. Uh, mm-hmm. There was BFA. We expected him. He's kind of like an in-your-face yeah, yeah, thing. Jump. Um, yeah, but not jump. that we're saying we didn't think we always thought Ritz was nuts. It just wasn't the um, you know it wasn't the thing. And there always is a the thing, right? There's always yeah. a direction that everybody goes. Um, so that first tournament, there was so little information. That it was really interesting to see all the different directions everybody was going. Then, as we played a little bit more, people really started to be like, "Okay, well, BFA is kind of nuts. What else is red that's good?" It's like, "Well, Ritz is good, and Marsh is, you know, good enough." And oh, look at, at all of a sudden, this kind of like this core starts to really build itself and ends up being very splashable because of a lot of the new kinds of cards they're releasing, like the dual color moogles they've been putting out, but things like Tiro just just hurt. They turn on that everything about a multicolor combo deck. Well, it fixes your co- color and gets you the card you needed to fix your colors for. Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, as we start to have tournaments and things sort themselves into tiers, you know, things just, you know, uh, naturally show they're either strong or, you know, can't deal with some of the strong stuff, um, that we would have gotten to this point. But I think that once you get to a point like this, uh, this is always when, like, the counterpoint shows up at some point. You know, like, somebody's going to be working really hard on, like, okay, how can I punish? You know, we're going to start seeing things like uh, like the back of White Mage get played a lot more, like Mist Dragons, and, and maybe people, you know, sneak back to some more Kadajas. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think that stops Marshall Ritz for how good it is. But I do mm-hmm. think it's the first thing that is a thing. It's like the first, you know, wave of the Opus 11 meta. And it's cool to... I think a lot of people were waiting for that, right? Whether or not they want to ride the wave or, you know, find the thing that beats it or fights it, um, that fuels a lot of people in both directions. Mm-hmm. And goes hand-in-hand hand with things like the uh, the NetTech article we released, where I think that as people start to try more of those decks, like Martian Ritz is a kind of combo that can really uh, be played in a lot of different ways. And while those cards themselves, like... Oh, is there anything creative about starting your deck list by clicking on like nine cards? Well, no, but there is a lot of creativity to be had in the other yeah. space. Yeah, screw that. There's there's a lot of creativity to start your deck with nine cards. Well, I, I, like, <laughs> as somebody who loves as somebody who loves uh, like deck building, that's mm-hmm. I think that's it, it, actually a, a false statement. I think starting with like nine cards, you that's less than twenty percent of your deck, like. That's a very small core to start around. Like you could, you know, Yuri Chalinka, Alhanalem, 
and no-no. It's like, okay, you start with that, but you still got to build a good mono win deck around that. Right. I guess um, what I'm saying is like, oh, it's not It's not like that's not an obvious thing. Like, that's fine, yeah. though. That's okay. Like, you're not trying to discover the card that no one thought of. Like, spoiler alert, somebody sure. designed and tested the entire set. Everyone's looking for the Yokohama Flim Flam, and they don't <laughs> see it. They can't see the forest for the trees, you know? Find the death machine in the rough. Yes. <laughs> but no, um... Yeah, I, I agree with all that. I do think we were hitting the point where, you know, they are, these cards are powerful, but like they're not the end all be all because clearly, you know, I, I definitely put Fire Eye 6 right up there in that top tier category. Dude, that's crazy. It, I mean, Interceptor mm-hmm. and Shadow. Shadow Man. Shadow's the card that was like, oh my God, this card's so good. Yeah, and it turns out 1CP Zolera is really good against all three of those other cards we were talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, just, and then just you have a card that lets back for you that's in that category yeah. which is wonderful. Just all the Zolaires are very clean to deal with martial arts and BFA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see, right? And I hope we get to see a lot more of Opus 11 before we start getting more Opus 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all I've got. Dylan, do you want to have any, any shout-outs, any parting thoughts before we wrap this cast up tonight? Yeah. Actually, th- thank um, A, shout-out to you guys. Um, hey. Shout-out to you guys. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. thanks man um uh yeah so uh quick quick like end topic mm-hmm. i think our crystal cup numbers could be bumped sure. um and if uh, and um if not bumped just like some more support shown to like the more rural areas of the country mm-hmm. um i know that like just to clarify you, know, you mean obviously... how many crystal cups we have when you say crystal cup numbers like number of yeah. events yeah. So, okay, so yeah, currently, sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. I would love the number of event, of events to increase, um, and particularly to the places that don't see as much love. Like, like you said, uh, I know we had mentioned this in a quick chat beforehand. Where is an East Coast Crystal Cup in like the New York area? Um, I don't. I have no. I have zero uh, dogs in that game. I, I'm not there. But like. They they should probably have one. I know they had a bad experience at one point in time. I wasn't there, um, but I've heard of you know, rumblings about that. Uh, that was um, a petite cup that we warned them about the day they announced it that they refused yep. to listen to. <laughs> so, so um, <clears throat> but <laughs> I, I think podcast brought to you by a tall glass of I told you so, <laughs> with a spattering of salt mixed in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that. Um, I, I didn't go personally, but a lot of my uh, favorite people from the Final Fantasy, especially the Midwest area, went and like just killed it at the Bahamut Brawl, mm-hmm. um, which is based in Chicago, who has, again, one of my favorite people, Brian Garrity. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bahamut Brawl. Why the hell doesn't Chicago have a Crystal Cup? I would love to have to go to Chicago for a Crystal Cup. Or like... And why are these Crystal Cups so exclusive? Dude, all those like, guys out there are awesome. They they like are chomping at the bit to help us throw the community cup. They're all the ridiculous. Midwest guys are, are so happy to sponsor. It's crazy. Yeah. And and the deck building that they do? Like the deck build like have you have you talked to Chocobo Joe and Brian Garrity? Oh, I talk like constantly to Chocobo Joe. <laughs> Dude, they're crazy. They're always like digging for gold. Always. We so, love like, that on this podcast. Positive guys that like have a big, you know, I mean, Chicago ain't small. You're not flying to Chicago just for an event. You know, it's it's not like the sexiest city in the world. Like, it's not Los Angeles or 
you know, someplace in Florida. But like, hey, we don't fly to the sexiest part of Los Angeles, all right? No, we do not. We are on like homeless, <laughs> homeless that strip. Underpass, that underpass is a boy howdy. But I, I, th- I think seeing some, I think, I think seeing some love in the Midwest for another Crystal Cup, um, that isn't like in Canada. You know, like in North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Minneapolis. I, I know some of their local qualifiers are, you know, hitting 30 plus people. I mean, the local qualifier that I hosted and uh, we had commentary the entire time. Uh, we had, God damn, what was it? I know it was damn near 30 people. It would have been, it was 28 players. We would have had 30 people if I was playing. But like, that's crazy for the population density. You know, we had eight people come from Canada, four people come from Minot. Uh, six people come from Minneapolis and like other places. Um, the Midwest community isn't afraid to drive. You know, we go to we go to Omaha and we go to Kansas City. Um, it would be cool for like Minneapolis or um, or Chicago. Chicago is you know a 13-hour drive from where I'm at too. But, but like, you know, Minneapolis is only five. You know, get, get a get a Crystal Cup in Minneapolis or like some big event. I don't particular. It, it doesn't have to be you know a cup per color. But I think the exclusivity of uh, is kind of silly when it's a, still a small game. You know, it's it's hard to fight Magic people when I'm like, dude, you guys should play this game. I've heard a pl- like so many people say that the Final Fantasy engine is such a good. I don't have I I personally, uh, cards on the table don't have a um a stake in Magic. I haven't played. I've played like maybe two games. Um, but I've heard so many people like Hunter Nance is a big one where he's like, dude, Final Fantasy is crazy good especially compared to magic um and even if it's got the back burner on there like it's hard to pull people from the magic community into final fantasy when you're like oh what's the biggest event you have well it's capped at like 100 players and like you can win like some car you know like like if we had these like dude final fantasy nationals had 400 people there you know like you know and like stuff like that i don't know i think opening up nationals to a bigger um a bigger venue size um open nationals would be so sweet Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree. And just like maybe just pushing some more Crystal Cups or like some nationals qualifiers or some bigger events like they do at Gen Con, you know, where they got like friggin' three or four big events at Gen Con. Why yeah, this year, smatter... Gen Con was supposed to have four events. Why can't we smatter six more events across the globe that don't that don't have like petite hyphen whatever this is? You know, yeah, like... they, don't even, they don't have to have the word cup in them. To be an official yeah. like just like come play at the Final Fantasy, you know, like the Fan Fest, which God, don't get me started. There's on, like, plenty of Fantasy other dishes to name your things after, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take it. There's other dishes in the cupboard. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's fine. Like, there's uh, just have like you don't have to be holding online tournaments right now, but you could be having a hey community like meet up and play night is Thursday nights. You know, like just you know the just uh, we just need more ways to play the game together please we love playing this game together it's true you know one of the best parts of my everyday indeed well with that being said you know but that's not what we're gonna get right now we've got yuna and what else we're gonna do we're gonna get our skis shined up (laughs) (laughs) that's why we are here to host these awesome events that's what we're gonna get and they are awesome even when they don't work out and people are you know upset about how things are going they are awesome like the the world of ruin man you, you don't you don't give yourself enough credit that was an incredible 
like such an awesome experience. Um, I got to talk to like my friends from across the globe. I played with Kyle McGinty for like two hours afterwards, just because like we were in the same air, you know, like we were in the same booth and ready to fight each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, like Kyle and I don't always get to throw it back, you know, shout out to Meta Potion. But, uh, you know, the things you guys do really bring people across, like from all across America and sometimes past that. Like, I, I don't think there's a, a price you can put on it. So thank you. Thank you, Dylan, so much. And with that, I'm going to give Chris one more opportunity. I, I ruined his signing off by singing the Juicy Fruit song. So no, Chris, just, you... just, play, just play us off with that. Oh, oh it's Chris, it's, it'll be playing. We're good. Just play us off with that. We're good. We're good. <laughs> it's going to move good. you, Chris. Oh, yeah, it's going to Yes. Yes, it will. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. Great! You know, just like uh, get Tony in here. Hey, get Tony in here! Can you imagine they, how do you think that they came up with that at first? Like that doesn't seem like a whole lot of effort. Yeah. They're great. They're more than good. <laughs> they're great. Shit! What do we think about Frosted Flakes? What, what are they? Oh man, oh, they're they're great. Say that what? <laughs> Francis, <laughs> oh, say that one more time. One more time. Hold on, hold on. Can we back this up? Roll the tape. The the record sound that you like so much. The tape sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We need to start recording that. Uh, one more time. Uh, they're more than good. No, no, no. What was the other thing you said? They're great. Ah! There it is. Simmons, you're fired. Francis, corner office. Simmons, you're, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> what was Simmons? What was his pitch? Oh, Frosted Flakes. Mm. <laughs> Eat them. <laughs> Eat them. They're good for you. <laughs> Frosted Flakes. They're frosted. Mm. Frosted Flakes. Have a bowl. Well, this doesn't really say much. Doesn't really say much about them, you know. We, meanwhile, meanwhile, Francis, what was that thing you said? They're great. I was watching an old George Carlin skit because I've been trying to like just go through all like the history of his humor. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where he was like out of the game for like a year because he had a couple heart attacks like in his early career. Holy shit! All right. Yeah. So he, he so he had done comedy for like a year, and he did. It's live at the Carnegie uh, if you're interested. Mm-hmm. But George Carlin's normally like one of the fucking funniest people, mm-hmm. like at least like knowledgeable funny people ever. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> this this fucking special so bad. Like half of the time he uh, he's making like food jokes, and one of the jokes is he's like rice krispies you know rice krispies they just float to the top they're like snap crackle fuck you and i'm like oh god that's such a bad line dude <laughs> like oh so you're talking about frost flakes that just reminded me like he just i was like this entire special's food jokes and he's bombing like people are laughing because it's a live recording and stuff but like it's really not funny compared to like the other stuff he's done so. They're laughing because it's George Carlin. Hey, the guy yeah. just covered exactly. from a from a fucking widow maker. Let's, <laughs> let's give him some love. Yeah, no. Uh, 
so All that's right, funny. Boys. I, I will go ahead and get so John. I almost, I almost like hope you were recording that for like some fun rambling. I, I did record at least uh, our, oh. yeah, our recent bit here. Fuck yes, fuck yes, perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll go ahead and get started here. I'll go ahead and do the uh, <clears throat> the noir intro. This is just for you, Dylan. I love you. Oh, thanks, babe. Doll, oh, bitch. <clears throat> Take a sip of my Theodore Brewski. All right. 